You come at the king, you best not miss. You're now locked in the zone, zone 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Due to the recent glitches with YouTube and Twitter today, Hologram Grant will not be with us. But we have other people in this space. My name is Jake, his name is Drew, his name is Will, and reintroducing a recurring guest by the name of Dave. Visionless Dave, say what's up to the people. I respect We're that. Smarter. I respect the silence. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm just not going to fall for it. I'm just We're not going to bite. Hey. What? Now you see, we're all, I, we're all intelligent people here. We're just not going to I see, for certain people, I'll just give them a quiet please. And some people, I'll be like, hey, you know what? You got me. Like, <laughs> I can recall Theo when he got me. you like, hey, thanks for having me. I didn't know what to do with the pleasantries. <laughs> it was too nice. Didn't know. <laughs> too, too nice. That, 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 that devilish bastard. But anyway, to get on to that, we have other things to talk about, such as the Super Bowl is on Sunday. You have a Resident Chiefs fan with us, and one second, and the Chiefs happen to be playing the Super Bowl because they did what they were supposed to do and did the honorable deed of beating the Cincinnati Bengals. So they play the Eagles on Sunday. I'll be flying out of state into the middle of inbred, inbred chili spaghetti country to watch the game, even though it's not going to happen there. But I'm still doing it. But anyway, I'm going to start with Mr. Dave. Dave. Will the Chiefs prevail in this game? I'm going to ask that. Absolutely. And I love, I actually wish I was flying. If I thought of it earlier, I would have flown to Cincinnati and just watched this game in a Cincinnati sports bar just so I could be surrounded by Bengals fans and just like shit on them the whole time. I'm not sure I want to step into that arena with Eagles fans live in the flesh, but Bengals fans, I, I think I could do it. The Eagles fans will kill you. Yeah, they'll, they'll, stab, they'll stab you. Yeah, that wouldn't end. Angels, uh, wouldn't Angels end fans will threaten you with that kind of violence, but then they'll just kind of they'll get an alert on their phone saying their sister's ovulating, and then they'll just leave and then go handle their business. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I'm confident though. I placed the biggest wager of my life on the bang on the Chiefs to beat the Bengals money line. I took everything I made there. Place the next biggest wager of my life on Chiefs money line to beat the Eagles. As the week goes on. I grow more and more confident. Um, Eagles fans are a little bit delusional, but they're not nearly as – this is, sounds crazy to say, but they're not nearly as obnoxious as Bengals fans because at least they've won and they have a winning. Um, so they have something to back up their claims. And they all openly admit they're trash bag human beings, unlike Bengals fans. So I'm actually – I don't even hate the Eagles, but I'm going to enjoy beating them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to the front seven, too. Like, that's a, a lot of people are picking the Eagles because they get uh, Tampa Bay vibes from, what was that, 2020 Super Bowl. And, you know, so Eagles have a strong front seven. I think, you know, pressure Mahomes. I think it's a little bit different than that. They don't have a Devin White caliber player on the Eagles to kind of get pressure up the middle against Mahomes from, uh, from a linebacker position. They got better defensive tackles. I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good game, though. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Um I was torn until this week on which team I wanted to win, but uh, my fucking wife broke our microwave this week, and so I just had to go to Home Depot and buy a new microwave, and she wants the Eagles to win, so I'm going to go for the Chiefs. There we go. All spare. Yeah, you know, I just – and I think that actually the Eagle, the Chiefs not having a legitimate number one wide receiver kind of helps them against the Eagles too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Slay and Bradbury are actually good, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of like a strength of the Eagles' defense. And they don't really have like a Tyree Kill caliber guy that you would put Slay on and lock down one on one. So you can kind of have uh, MVS and Juju, you know, sort of run wild back there. I'm I'm interested to see what happens. I think it'll be like a 34-31 kind of game. You know, one of those uh, whoever has the ball last wins. Yeah, I think it'll be. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little lower scoring, just because Super Bowls are always slow. I hear you what you're saying about the Tampa Bay game. Um, but I mean, that offensive line, three of the guys are not in the league anymore. I mean, that offensive yeah. line is really bad. The interior of our offensive line is really strong. Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers in the league, if not the best, uh, Thune at guard, Trey Smith at guard, both really like high level players. Orlando Brown has sucked all year, but he's actually played okay kind of in the playoffs. So I can kind of count on him. The only thing is, uh, Andrew Wiley, our right tackle. He is terrible. I mean, he sucks, but um, I'm, I'm honestly not that worried about their D-line. I mean, they, they might get a couple sacks, but if you just want to bring four against Mahomes, 
I think he can beat that. Uh, he's the best. People forget in like 2019, his MVP year, he was primarily pocket passing. He didn't really have the leash that he has now of Andy kind of letting him do what he wants. And that was statistically his best season. He can throw from the pocket. You're not going to really confuse him that much with coverages or pressure. And if they're dumb enough to blitz, which I think they might be, I would welcome that all day because he's just going to pick them apart. If they were smart, it would kind of sit back and just hope their pass rush can be that dominant. But I also think we're going to be able to run the ball against them. Oh, yeah. And um, so Hardman's out and Hilaire's back in, right? Hardman's out. Hilaire is activated, but he won't touch the field. They'll go to Ronald Jones before they go to him. Um, yeah, but now that you got three running backs, I mean, that's more of a, you know, like you said, like they can kind of wear down that front seven if they really wanted to. You know, yeah. you're not going to worry about yeah. Pacheco tiring out or Jones tiring out. The biggest Just thing is one really uh, Juju's knee. I, he'll definitely play, but it's just if he can at least just keep them honest by demanding some kind of coverage, just three catches. Here's the thing about Mahomes. He's going to – I bet you at least 10 people have a reception uh, in the game. Like that's usually around our average. It's usually around 10 different players get a catch, which I feel like is pretty high for most teams. Uh, we use three tight ends. Uh, we use all our receivers, our running backs, catch the ball. Um, he'll be able to spread it around, and I think it makes it difficult for their defense. Like you said, they can't just take out Tyreek. Um, you can try to double Kelsey. I mean, it just doesn't really work. He's going to get his. He's always um, fucking open, no matter what. He's just, he can he's be doubled, and it's just yeah. fucking he's open for some reason. The beautiful thing about having an elite offensive coordinator is that he just schemes people open, which is just yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not accustomed to that with uh, you know the terrorists departing, but hopefully we get a, uh, a nice nice replacement for him. Yeah. I think it's going to be Bienemy. No, no, I'm going uh, back and forth on that. But the report that Bienemy said yesterday, he hadn't interviewed for any offensive coordinator jobs, and then Schefter came out today and said that he was still at the top of the Ravens' wish list. I feel like they're going to throw a ton of money at him and maybe prime away from you guys. I'd love it. Which, I'll take the pick. I'll take the pick. It's an upgrade from Roman. I, I've made it clear how I feel about him, but it's it's without yeah. a doubt an upgrade from Greg Roman. So That's the problem is I think we have like, uh, what do you call that, like Munchausen syndrome or whatever, or Stockholm syndrome, where we've been held captive by Greg Roman for so long that pretty much anybody from the outside looks good. Absolutely. I know what that looks like. Yeah. Dude, we can go further back than that as far as just Roman. I mean, he's a terrorist, but then you go back. Marty Warner Boy was his predecessor. Mark Tressman was his year and a half predecessor. I think we've had. I forgot about that. I forgot one, about Tressman. I think since John Harbaugh's been head coach of the Ravens, we've had one good offensive coordinator. He stuck around sure. for a year before. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to give it to Jim Caldwell, yeah, I, I understand that. That Gary Kubiak's really the one. Then he what goes off to Denver to win the Super Bowl with the last all-time great defense that we'll probably see in the NFL, given the rule changes. But still, Will, do you have any thoughts on this game, sir? Well, hopefully Dave doesn't uh, take me off the, the ball and overs list, but I'm I'm going with Philly in the game. Um, I saw a stat earlier that the Eagles – I'm going to fuck this up. I can't remember it. All I know is that the, the, the numbers add That's up. That's a hell of a to, stat. That's a hell of a I, stat. I can't, I can't tell you what it is. It's too complicated, but – it, it it called out to Hashtag me. Yeah, it called out to me. Uh, basically, the 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 uh, base defense that the Chiefs like to run is not a good matchup against the Eagles' offense, and it's uh, mostly because of their wide receivers, because of uh, Devontae Smith and uh, AJ Brown. Um, I think. So, do you trust the get? You know, end of the game. You know, because I, like, I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. Do you trust Jalen Hurts or do you trust Patrick Mahomes in that situation? I'm taking Mahomes ten times out of ten. No, oh, yeah, it, well, but I mean, it just depends on who has the ball last. I, I think I do trust Jalen Hurts. Honestly, me, he showed me, me enough this season that I, I you know, I don't know if this is going to be a uh, career long thing for him or not. All I know is that this season he's playing at a level where I would trust him with the ball in a situation like that. And he's able like like we see with Lamar, where, you know, if you're in a tough third down situation, the defense has to account for everything because he can easily pick up 10 yards with his legs. Um, he's shown he can make the throws. He's got great receiving op- options out there because not only with Smith and, and Brown, then you've got uh go there. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he's, I mean, I don't know. It's, t- it's, a, it, it's a, it, it's a, to me, it's similar, 
um, where you have to account for a whole lot. Now with Kansas City, it's different where it's not like these elite wide receivers, but they have so many people that they throw at you in different ways. So it's just it's a it's a challenge for both defenses. Um, yeah, no, I think it's gonna be a good game. I have it 31-27 Philly. So let me yeah, present. Yeah, go on. Let me present this scenario to you because this is the scenario that jumps out to me the most. Is let's say Chiefs get the ball for first. They go down and score, right? Seven nothing. They kick it back to the Eagles. Even if the Eagles just get a field goal, or let's say they don't score, let's say they punt. Chiefs get the ball back up seven nothing or up seven three. They go down and they're either up ten three or they're up fourteen three. Can can you see Jalen Hurts like crawling back? into a game where he has to throw and we don't really have to fear the run as much. Like, I think that's the biggest thing the Chiefs can do. It sounds so cliche. Oh, get out to an early lead. But we usually start pretty slow. But I just think the moment is so big. And if you can take away what the Eagles like to do at all, just a little bit, I just think I could see him crumbling in that moment. And the Eagles have, they have 2019 Raven vibes in terms of they haven't really been punched in the mouth yet. True. I mean, their losses have mostly come without Jalen Hurts, so I don't really even count those. And so, like, you know, if if the Chiefs do go up 14 nothing, are we looking at exactly. a 2019, you know, 2019 divisional game? Well, yeah, so now my answer to that would be that the Eagles have, to me, a much more intelligent uh, offensive coaching staff where they are going to understand. I don't think there is a situation where you take the run away or you have to make them be one-dimensional because, like I said, you're not. we're not talking about – uh, a quarterback who can pick up three or four yards for you, like like turn a turn, you know, a throwaway into a, like a little game. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts can get you ten yards. He's he's not a, like if he gets a little bit of space, he's, he's just like Lamar Jackson. Like if if uh, Greg Roman weren't the play caller, I think we would have seen on uh, you know, and I think we did actually at times early earlier on in his career where we would be in up tempo. We'd be going no huddle, and a lot of it would be Lamar Jackson dropping back and then running the ball. So, uh, I mean, that should be on the table no matter what, no matter what the score is with Jalen Hurts. The guy has legs that can pick you up, you know, big chunks of yards. We're not talking about little like, oh, turn something or nothing into into a little something. He's not running the same as he was early in the year, though, pre-injury. I mean, he's still dangerous to pick up yards, but he's not, at least in my opinion, running the same way as he was. I don't know. I don't, it looks, I a, little more, looks yeah. a little more scared of contact. Yeah, say. maybe. But also, I okay, so, you know, I, I've been critical of Jalen Hurts because I said um, I, when he was coming out, I didn't see him. I didn't see him ever becoming the, the quarterback he is right now because I didn't think that he'd ever get the opportunity to be for the most part because he's always, I said, he was always, he was never the best quarterback on his own team. And I was like still last year when Flacco was on the team, it was kind of a joke, but not really like, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts hadn't proven anything and Joe Flacco still, you know, can can play at a right. But I mean, at this point, he's different. But still, I mean, I think Joe Flacco can go out and play quarterback in the NFL. Not that he's going to be, uh, you know, a top 10 player or anything like that. But um, Jalen Hurts, then they traded then they traded for Gardner Minshew. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they, like they don't. They obviously don't think that he's the best quarterback on the team, or they don't mm-hmm. see him being the best quarterback for them long term. So that was just to me. It was a guy who, like, he was never the guy anywhere he was. So, oh, yeah. but you know, I think I, I'm willing to say I was wrong on that because I mean, he, yeah, I mean, the Eagles he's taken. Thought, the Eagles thought exactly what you thought. People like to blow Howie Roseman for this pick. He's a decent GM. He's made a lot of moves that put them in good spots. But I mean, they completely locked into that. Like you said, going into that season, they were kind of forced to start Jalen Hurts because they wanted Gardner Minshew, but they didn't get him until like late August, like right before the season started. I mean, they were not confident in Jalen Hurts at all. And he even had some comments last week where he kind of had a chip on his shoulder about that, where he basically, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he kind of alluded to the fact that like, oh yeah, they didn't draft me thinking like I was going to be the starter. You know, they didn't, it's not like they planned for this. I do have a stat for you, Will, that actually shocked me that I heard today. The AP MVP, which we all assume Mahomes is going to be um, tomorrow night, hasn't won the Super Bowl since the 99 Rams when Kurt Warner did it. They've lost the last eight in a row. So they're 0-8, the MVP, in the last eight Super Bowls that they've played in, which kind of shocked me. 
Chiefs are also one and zero, one and zero in the playoffs when you appear on Zone Thirty Two a week of a game. So very true, and that that's definitely true. factored into it. That's a trend. Yeah, that's a trend. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. is Chiefs Hawk going to be out of prison for the game? I know that that was. Uh, I heard rumors that he was that he was like maybe getting out today or something. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw a couple articles that said that, but I, that that would be uh, that would be pretty bad if he gets out. I think he got his bail reduction. I saw that approved, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw so. That. I think the whole point of that was to get it reduced to 50K so he could post and but be out of time use, for the Super can Bowl. You, can you use stolen funds to post your bail? Here's the well, thing. A 50 they haven't K proven bail, it's stolen yet. 50K bail, you yeah. only need to post 10%. So yeah. he only needs to come up with 5K. So if, if you don't got people that can come up with 5K to get you out of jail, then you're you're not living right. You know, you got to have well, somebody I mean, out if you don't have people, you know, you don't rob banks if you have people who can give you 5K in a pinch, too. So I feel True. like, you know, we might. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. You know, we um, might be in a. It'd be, if, if he gets out and goes to the Super Bowl and you guys lose, I feel like you all have to disown him as a fan. I don't right? think he can go to the Super Bowl because. No he, way. He was, he's, nope. he's in jail in Oklahoma. Yeah. So I don't think he can yeah, leave Oklahoma. Yeah. I think they said that his family was going to travel to live with him Oklahoma. in Tulsa until his uh, his trial. Uh, I saw Tulsa King too on Paramount Plus. So it was just like uh, you know setting that up to start. Somebody gets out of jail and starts taking over Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chief Saholic is going to be part of the Tulsa Kings crew. Yeah, it's going to be. Is he going to be uh, Sylvester or is he going to be his driver? Maybe you know, you can see that. Yeah. Well, he's already got a driver. I don't know what are what so <laughs> I got that don't worry. <laughs> what has to happen for the Eagles to win this game in your eyes, Will? Like if they rush for what has to happen for the Eagles to win this game in your eyes? Like if they if they rush for 200 yards they win. Like what is it in your eyes that is the thing that's going to break the Chiefs? Explosive plays. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think turnovers. the guy the guy if if DeVonte Smith has a big game, the Eagles win. Yeah. I'm glad we drafted Trent McDuffie because if we played this team last year, we'd have no one that can guard him. Um, but we have the perfect undersized, fluid-hipped corner that I'm hoping is at least going to – who has had an incredible season, who I'm hoping is going to be contain him. But this is the field, and I know maybe a lot of your listeners, everybody likes to bet the touchback on the opening kickoff prop. This is the field in Arizona where Harrison Butker hurt his ankle on the opening kickoff of the season. And it's also the field where Trent McDuffie hurt his groin or something, lower leg injury on this field. So it's it's a sticky field. So I'm worried about that. Interesting. So do we take uh, like one over under one and a half torn ACLs during the game? Is that uh? Is that yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of looking like that. Yeah. How many? How many did we get last year? Just just the one. Yeah, I think just oh, Odell, did, right? Just yeah. Odell, but it was non-contact, yeah. right? So that kind of counts as two. You know, the non-contact is like a – it's a different breed of ACL. The sniper. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the Eagles win, I think it's really that they got to Mahomes and that, you know, it's Riley and Orlando Brown Jr. getting beat off the edge by whether it's Graham or Reddick or if you, you know, move Jordan Davis outside and he's the one who's creating havoc on the edge. I think that that's, that's you know, if, if they do enough to maybe hold the Chiefs to three in situations where they should get seven, I feel like that that could come back to haunt the Chiefs. But – yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident in the Chiefs. This is kind of the Chiefs game to lose, I would say. Yeah, I mean, we got you know the stat always comes into play. Andy Reid off a bye, which is just deadly. And then um, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think we're going to be able to run the ball on them. I mean, we're we're never going to run the ball 30 times, but I think if we're hitting that like five yards of carry which is in all the games that we've won this year against good teams, if you're fucked against the Chiefs, if we can run the ball on first down and get it to second and five, you're just fucked. Um, there's really no way to stop our offense when we can do that, and we've been doing that to good run defenses. Um, I think we can stop the run for them. I'm a little bit worried about Hertz's mobility just because those can be some backbreaking, like third and four, everything's covered perfectly, and he just gets it. Um, but if we're making them earn long drives, 10, 12 play drives, we're not giving up explosive plays. I think we win this game. Um, yeah. I think if we're making them earn every third down, just I'm confident. And also their punter sucks. I've watched a couple of Eagles games this year. Their punter is terrible. So that's just something to keep an eye on. He doesn't punt very often. Cause you know, for most of the year they were uh, yeah. offensive. Yeah. Juggernaut with, uh... See, and ask me if I'm crazy, but 
I think having a hard schedule is like the best thing that can happen to a team. Uh, they the Chiefs have had so many drives this year, whether it's against the Bengals twice, the Bills, um, just good teams where it's like this drive matters so much, and I just don't think the Eagles have had very many of those. Whatsoever. You have to get yeah, you have to get punched in the mouth a couple times. You have to play those you know hard games where you know ball bounces one way or the other. It's the difference between a win or a loss and. Yeah, the Eagles have been kind of a front runner all year. And like, I, f- I feel like you kind of have to get, I don't know if you have to get your, you know, shit pushed in at the end of the year, but you have to be in some kind of meaningful games down the stretch with, you know, something to play for on the line to kind of get you ready for playoff football. I could definitely see that being kind of like the Eagles' downfall here. Um, that's just kind of, to me, I feel like that's, that that's where things could definitely go. I've been calling the Eagles the 2019 Ravens all year. So maybe I'm sort of, uh, holding on to an an old take here, but I don't know. And another thing I will say, which I think can get overhyped, but the fact that the core of this Chiefs team has already been to maybe one or two Super Bowls and like the whole media thing is just less of a shock. I do think that is an advantage. You see this? Yeah. I have not seen this. What the? I see see Lamar Jackson with a bag on his chest. 2023 bag with his with his with his Ravens uh chain draped over the bag 2023 interesting devil who took this who took this screenshot Tom (laughs) why does Tom follow you Instagram what why does Tom follow Des Bryant on Instagram that's that's my question no it's just oh shit you're right yeah yep that only pops up when you follow somebody that's true breaking news looks like uh Maybe we got some Lamar Jackson contract. Did any of you see the clip of Albert Breer today talking about Lamar? Yeah, I, 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 I actually, actually really agreed with what he said. I was going to say that was actually, I, I'm not a big uh, Burt Breer fan, but that was actually a decent, I, I thought it was a decent breakdown of, you know, what's kind of going on. And he, he was right. They kind of, they're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere. Like that's how a deal's going to have to get done. Yeah, I don't think I, the, did you see what you Chase know. said about Burrow and his extension? No. Yeah, but I'll believe that when I hear. I know. Burrow. Me too. Me too. Yeah, but he he said that Burrow knows he need, how he wants to like structure his contract so that he can keep his weapons. Yeah, because Burrow knows he's dog shit without anybody to. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and that's we'll see. Like like Dave said, we'll see when they actually get to the table. Especially if I think I said this either last week or the week before on here, but. It's either going to be that Lamar goes first, or Lamar waits until Burrow and Herbert go, and then he and then he goes after them. But whoever goes first is gonna uh, is gonna set the table for the the next guys. Now Florio has been squatting on a take for a while that I actually agree with, and he thinks Burrow might be the first one to do it. Where he thinks he's been advocating for this forever uh, for quarterbacks is that you shouldn't negotiate. The, the contracts quarterbacks should negotiate because the cap is going up every year. They should just say, give me 15% every year for the next right. five yeah. years. And he thinks Burrow might be the first one to do that, um, which would suck so can, the Bengals. Can you do that is is the real question. Is that is that an allowable you know contract thing? Because I feel like you have to have numbers set in stone. And those don't set numbers in stone, so I don't know if that causes. Well, maybe like, oh, so. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. And it's like when you when the contract is signed, the contract is like uh, it's whatever fifteen percent is in the current year, like mm-hmm. the the next known cap year, and that carries through to all every year of the uh, of the contract, and then whatever the bonuses are 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 oh, built like es- in escalators. Yeah, escalators the escalators are built in to, to offset it or something like that. Yeah, I could see yeah. That. it would suck for whatever team that happens to because the best part about signing a quarterback is that no matter what you pay them in three years, it's like they're cheap as fuck. Like Mahomes, Mahomes is not is even a bargain. top five. He's not even yeah. a top five paid quarterback in the NFL. He he may drop closer to 10 once these next three deals get done. Um, I think Mahomes got less guaranteed at signing than Kyler Murray. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And what he did is he did us a big favor. He basically just signed the 10 years. So he's like, I'm going to be here forever, and we can just keep restructuring and kicking the can down the road, which we're due for another restructure. Um, that's the best. And people at the time were like, oh, the Chiefs are going to suck now, half a billion-dollar contract. If you think that, you just don't know ball. Signing a long, long-term deal gives your team so much flexibility. Right. 
Um, it's definitely the move. It's definitely and the they move can and anything they do, anything they want to do when they when they restructure it throughout the life of that contract, all they like they think people who think uh, Mahomes is is like he's only going to get paid a million bucks or something. They're going to restructure it so it's a million dollar yeah. salary. No, yeah, they're gonna he's going to get everything he was entitled to plus extra because yeah. they're going to convert it into a signing bonus on a, exactly. on a restructured contract. Exactly. And it, exactly. You know, not not to dick ride Mahomes, but he is the best quarterback in the NFL, like by a wide margin. And so locking right. him up for 10 years is there, there's never anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like obviously you got to feel the whole team and you got to feel defense, but it's not like he's getting like debilitating money either. You know, it's not like he's yeah. taking up half the cap. It was, uh, no, I think, I think Dak made more than him this year. So, yeah. You know, kind of puts it yeah, in perspective. And like you said, it was the 10 year deal and he was smart where he did that. I think it's like every three or four years, you kind of have not like an opt out situation, but like uh, an yeah. ability to push money away restructure. Or, yeah. or sign another extension, you know, whatever is like the easiest way to go about fixing that cap number for whatever use the team has. So, I mean, that, that is like the it, Mahomes is the perfect quarterback in terms of a contract for like a team friendly thing. And I would say that Josh Allen was in, you know, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson have been more of the, you know, realistic top end quarterbacks in terms of what somebody gets paid. And so I'm hoping Lamar. I'll tell you the worst thing. The worst thing to happen to the Eagles was Jalen Hurts playing as well as he did, because there was a lot of people thinking when he first started playing well, they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be able to have him cheat for a while. And then when they extend him, like, you know, they'll be able to pay him like top 10 money, but closer to 10 than one. And I mean, he's reached his the point now where he's going to be his making deal ends next year. Like, yeah, they're going to have to pay him the last year. Very soon. He and needs an extension. Yeah, he needs it this summer. Yeah, yeah and he mm-hmm. is not going to. He is not going to take a team friendly deal. I can tell you that. It's a guy that's been, no. you know, forced out, pulled, benched, all sorts of things. He's going to get his money. Um, so it'll be interesting. Oh, and the Eagles are not having that extension discussion with him if they're not in the Super Bowl right now. You know, yeah, so that's exactly, yeah, exactly. They're tagging him. They're letting it ride out. They're tagging yeah. him. But now it's kind of really forced their hand. Um, uh, he's probably made himself another fifteen million dollars AAV, per, you know, per year there, easily. just making the Super Bowl. Like I would say, he was probably a thirty million dollar year quarterback. That's about what, uh, you know, like you said, he was a top ten, top fifteen money quarterback. So that would put him at you know twenty five, thirty million dollars a year. And now he's yeah. probably going to be closer to forty, forty five million. Easily forty. I mean. Di- uh, Derek Carr signed a. No, he's deal. north of fifty. He's north of fifty for sure. You think he's north? north you think he's north of fifty? He's gonna be in ah, the same. He's got to be in the same conversation as Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, forty. He's forty from like two to three years ago, which is I do the same thing. I think that, and then you like look at these more recent deals, and you're like, oh, no one, no big, no starting quarterback signing a new deal right now is less than fifty. Like, right. Well, the only the no only one. one is like Carr is the one who's like the in between. And I yeah. think like Kirk Cousins would probably fall in that same category, but but yeah. Carr's contract reflects it, and his average was forty million dollars a year. He signed like yeah. a five-year, uh, two hundred million dollar contract. The total value, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know what yeah. the guarantees were. Probably not that. I'm, I'm assuming not I that much since they're able to. I think it was over a hundred. Because uh, I went and looked. Oh, no, but they uh, had an out. They had an out after year one. They they built in it, so they're not. He's or, not you know, get you know, that's what it was. It was a three-year, hundred and twenty million dollar contract. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was basically three one-year, forty million dollars yeah, contract. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, but Jalen Hurts is going to get paid with th- this summer with uh, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar. There's some. There's one more. I'm I'm forgetting. Who's oh uh, Daniel Jones? Daniel um, Jones. Yeah, they'll but, tag him. I think. To uh, to a potentially. Uh, I mean. Yeah. If I'm the Dolphins, if that's your guy, then I would. This is the year to pay him because he's, you know, like maybe. There's no way they're going to pay him coming off nine thousand concussions in one is season. Trevor Lawrence? What? No, Trevor Lawrence. No, he's not. Not his. No, only, yeah. He's only after year two. Yeah, yeah but yeah, well, so any argument for paying Joe Burrow, you know, like market setting money, what argument is there that Jalen Hurts shouldn't get the exact same contract? He's accomplished exactly. the exact same thing. Yeah. You're appreciating the player here because you know I, I hate Joe Burrow, and I've said Burrow's going to be he'll be the he'll be the last one to sign. I think Lamar that Instagram post is interesting. I wouldn't be shocked if like Monday next week they announce something like you know get a little bit of momentum right after this. It, that really wouldn't shock me. Burrow will drag it out. He'll want to go after Herbert. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, that that's an interesting Instagram post. That's got me so thinking. Now, now it pisses me off because I had a whole ideal offseason laid out that had Lamar signing like, you know, March 20th because it was a you hire whatever offensive coordinator he wants. And then, you know, free agency trade window opens up and they get Hopkins and they get, uh, you know, whoever the hell he wants free agency wise. And then he's like, oh, okay, you guys have committed to me. So here you go. I'm committing to you. And then you announce his yeah. extension after that. But now, well, according, to, has, according to uh, Ramey, you're getting Hopkins, you're getting uh, Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, very that was funny. Great. That was very funny. Did you see that? Did you see that, Will? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Oh, that that guy, I've never seen it. I, that, that guy must not be on Twitter. The dude uh, in the I get, or, video? Or he's a TikTok not, guy. Uh, I've never heard yeah, of him or, before, but goddamn, he's no. fucking annoying as shit. <laughs> yeah, that, was pretty, that was a pretty funny video, though. I'll give it to him. The thing is, I like I like Ramey, but I like making fun of him more, and I like you know pissing him off like yesterday, where I um, claimed that he stole my my artwork when I just edited his avi to say you know like my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I um I'm now. I mean, again, like I just want to I want to sign Lamar. There's a lot of people that I got to go dunk on when that happens, and uh, oh yeah, been biting my tongue for a while. Of you know these. Uh, EDC sucks. EDC hates Lamar. Franchise hates Lamar. Steve Scotty's cheap. They're never going to sign him. Blah blah. Like I just want to tell probably like ten thousand people to fuck themselves. And I'll probably get blocked. You, you guys have a better. You have a better read on me than this. But from my outside perspective, it seems almost pretty 50-50 split. Like people being like, "Oh, the Ravens is bigger than Lamar." You know, we're not. We shouldn't deal with this bullshit. Versus the people are like, "How could you let an MVP walk?" So the problem is, is that you have like, uh, this might be an overestimate, but maybe like half our fan base is actually intelligent, like has a double digit IQ and can, you know, like half. function on their own. Crazy. Do you think that's too high? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That seems like a generous number. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so 25% will say. <laughs> sure. And so the problem is, is that whoever's the loudest with their take that day, they'll get the, the morons to follow them. And so if yeah. you're saying the Ravens are bigger than Lamar that day, then they'll get the 50,000 idiots following them and parroting what they said. And that's kind of, you know, that that's how Ravens Twitter works, unfortunately. We have just you, you even I even occasionally see the Ravens fans who are still caught in the take that Lamar was the wrong pick. And yep. like they're still like riding that like and now taking victory laps. Like, see, I told you. Like, where, like, what do these people watch every weekend? I just don't get so, it. So, um, I think it was, uh, was it Stavros was on part of my take, and he did the whole, you know, there's just something about Flacco I trust and making fun of yeah, the, uh, yeah, the white, yeah, the white yeah. trust. I mean, that, that's that's a legitimate part of the Ravens fan base, so that they see, yeah. uh, you know, they see a black mobile quarterback, and they're like, nope, that's that's not trustworthy. Like, I want that white white guy who stands in the pocket, doesn't move, and just fucking tosses the ball 800 yards on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's there. Are, there's a there's a there's a large white trash contingent to the uh, Ravens fan base. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Chiefs fans are the same. I mean, if we had, I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes is black, but if we had like a black blacker, I don't know. That's not the right way. To, if we had a quarterback that was like, if we had Lamar, let's say, it would be a little bit polarizing for sure. Like there is still a large contingent of those idiots who are like, you know, give me. Uh, Give me Matt Castle over uh, Lamar Jackson right. any day. Give me a Ryan Tannehill. Alex Maybe Smith. Like, yeah, give me Ryan Tannehill. He, he, he doesn't turn the ball over, you know? Yeah, yeah. he's safe with the ball. He doesn't run. He's not going to get hurt. Yeah, um, he throws yeah, for like safe 200 the ball. yards throw, a game. But... <laughs> he'll throw three interceptions in a playoff game against the Bengals, but no, nah, he doesn't turn the ball over. Not at all, buddy. I think I have to add Patrick Mahomes Sr. to my uh, favorite athlete dad power rankings. He's, he's behind LeVar Ball still. I'm not really sure where to put him, but the uh, I'm smoking on the Joe Burrow pack after the game with yeah. the cigar. That was, uh, I that saw was, a hilarious pretty... tweet. It was like, I can't, it was like a quote tweet of that clip. It was like, I cannot physically imagine this guy having a conversation with Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's gotten away from, you know, that his dad played Major League Baseball. I saw one more picture of him pitching for the Twins. Uh, oh, yeah. fucking remote through the television. Idea. You have no idea. It's cheese. I mean, it's probably the same thing. Like, they get the cliches like, oh, Patrick Ricard is 300 pounds. You know, like, they, they have yeah. to say that every broadcast. But the – yeah. Did you know his dad played uh, uh, baseball? That lasted for like a year and a half before they finally got over saying that. Oh, could you imagine? Game. Could you imagine? You know, Mahomes throwing it ninety off the mound, like you know, he's, he's yeah. got a candle. I think it definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even pictures of him as a kid, 
Who was the guy yeah. that used to play for the um for the Patriots who was a lacrosse player? Chris, uh, Hogan. Chris Hogan in every fucking game. Oh yeah. Penn State. Chris Hogan, Chris lacrosse, Hogan Penn former State. Penn State lacrosse player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Conner had cancer and then he beat cancer and now he's a running back in the NFL. Pretty pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's always that or you know, draft draft day is my favorite. The uh what do you call it? like the tragedy porn of okay, you know, yeah. every time. Oh my oh. god, the draft is so crazy. Like <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> oh, and this kid's get drafted in the third round and oh, and both his parents were brutally murdered by the cartel <laughs> when he was four years old in front of him. And it's just like I'll tell you what, I think I think James Conner is a free agent and I would take him as a no, chief, they extended I, I, they extended they extended him. him. Yeah. He would have he'd have he'd have been a good Raven. He he's he, yeah. running back right there. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he's got the the Steelers connection, so a lot of people yeah. would have trouble seeing that. But no, I agree. He's he's just like a, a brawler. Yeah, underrated. I'm kind player. of I'm kind of resigning myself to the fact that I don't think we see Gus Edwards back next year, which hurts. I, I love Gus. I've, yeah. I've been a fan of him since uh, the uh, you know since he burst onto the scene as an undrafted free agent. But I think that that uh, you know four million dollars they could save against the cap might go towards a wide receiver. Yeah, and that here's the thing about that. running backs is like. You get two to three years with them tops, and then if you don't move on, you're just being dumb. Uh, it's a tough position because you have to be super unemotional. Jarek McKinnon, he's going to be a free agent this year. I mean, we're only paying him a million bucks this year, which is like an incredible deal. But I'm starting to accept the fact that, you know, even at a cheap price, he may not be back next year. And it's just hard. You know, I love running backs, but they just get fucked. Well, and I feel like J.K. Dobbins is begging to be the, you know, the the feature back here. So mm-hmm. he wants to run himself into the ground for a couple of years. Like he's good yeah. enough. Why why say no to that? And well, we could easily resign to... Drake, and you know, yeah. and and roll with that. Yeah, I mean, you resign Drake, you pick up, uh, you Drake. know, somebody in the Justice Hill. Keep on. Justice or Justice. Uh, who knows what we say with Justice Hill? But you know, running backs are you you can they grow on trees. I mean, I like I the think little midget, uh, the midget from K State. You know that guy, Deuce yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, Deuce Five, Vaughn. Six. Yeah. I like he, him. He'd be, a, he'd be a solid one. Um, there's a, you know, there's a couple guys in the later rounds that are, oh, you yeah. know, they could they could do Gus's job. And you know, I think Gus is a very underrated running back, but I don't think that they're gonna pay him whatever. I think his cap hits like six million dollars this year. It's like and five, five point something. Yeah, five point eight yeah, maybe. And, and I, I think they save the majority of that if they move on from him. Yeah, they say four four point something. Definitely, they save yeah. a lot of it. And is somebody going to throw you? Could somebody throw you a third or a fourth for him, or you put him in a in a deal as kind of like a salary match for an Evans or a Hopkins? I yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay actually could be a, a an option. Is Fournette gone? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a no brainer fit right there. Is that you send him to Tampa for Mike Evans, and you know you throw some picks in, obviously. But right. Hey, we'll give you Clyde. You want Clyde? No. We got we got the better running back that year. Correct answer. Yeah, uh, that was a uh, so that was one of those situations where we were like when we were talking about uh, if you take a running back in the first round, where the Chiefs yeah. were in a position that they could take a running back in the first round, but that's not the yeah. guy you reach on. You yeah, know, no, I wanted DeAndre Swift, but even he hasn't really turned out that great. Didn't he kill somebody? Remember that whole rumor where he was like, uh, yeah, allegedly for like a, a triple murder in Philly or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we had an Aaron Hernandez 2.0 situation. Can we talk about this Joe Mixon story? Yeah, let's do it. So actually, I have have a controversial question on this. So we have video evidence of, you know, Joe Mixon punching a woman in the face at Oklahoma. And now he's allegedly pulling a gun on a woman saying, I'm going to pop you in the face. Is that character development or is that, you know, uh, escalation of behavior? That's escalation. Um, That's that's escalation. Because he didn't actually shoot her. He didn't actually commit an act of violence against it's her. It's true. Would you rather get socked in the face or just be threatened with a gun in your face? If you ask me that right now, and I know I'm not going to die, you're right. I'm probably going to take. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he and he warned her too. Yeah, he said, he said there was no I'm warning impulse the first control. Time. Yeah, there was no sure. warning the first time. There was a it's slight warning the first time. There was a slight warning the first time. He kind of fake punched her, and then he knocked her the fuck out. But you know. It's also she was under 18. You know, she's technically like a, a girl, like a little girl. And I think this lady was an adult. So he's maturing in that yeah. way, too. That's true. Yeah, he's not not, attack, not attacking children anymore. And he's not yeah. actually committing violence. So I don't know if we if we say, you know, bravo, Joe Mixon, you've grown up or we uh, condemn his behavior. 
All I yeah. know is it's interesting, Drew. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. A certain type of player they like there in Cincinnati, you know, that gets into a lot of trouble off the field. That's kind of their it's kind of their thing over there. They need one at least every year. Yeah. Yeah. Those oh, do you are... remember back uh way back in the day? I don't know if I think maybe uh he took it down. But Florio, in the early days of uh, pro football talk, used to have a days without an arrest meter on the side of the website. Yeah. That's not there yeah. anymore, is it? No, he no, got canceled. Like I thought so. Yeah, ago. I thought so. I thought so. But well, that, that fucking old. thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, the Bengals would reset that thing. They, yeah. I mean, I think one season, I think they had like sixteen arrests. It was crazy. Yeah. That was oh, back yeah, in, was... in the in the the days of like Chris Henry and Pac Man Jones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Lewis didn't give a shit. They were running amok under Marvin Lewis. He had no yeah, control a, for that team. He's like, as long as as long as you're out of jail by Sunday, you can uh, you can do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. And the NFL yeah. didn't care at that point either. So, yeah. yeah. Credit, credit to him for figuring out his way around those uh, those rules and figuring out the NFL didn't care about crimes so at that point. I saw that like the charges got dropped the next day, but it did also say in his threat. He said, I'll shoot you and the police won't do anything about it. So is he just right that I mean well, the fact and that also, the charges got dropped that the, quickly kind of so proves the victim's claims. The charges were dropped, but also I, I read that the uh the DA <laughs> said that they that the charges could be refiled. Like the, yeah, the matter yeah. is not closed, but the charges were are dropped like for now. Yeah. What I had yeah. what I interpreted, what I read is that the victim was no longer interested in pressing charges for it. Which leads me to believe that there might have been some uh, money changing hands there. Yeah, right, but. right, right. And well, and so at that point, they would drop the charges if it was based entirely on uh, a witness who now is basically saying she's not gonna, uh, she's gonna like recant her her testimony or whatever. Yeah, those charges were based on her sworn affidavit. Yeah. Um, so that right. So Joe Mixon's address on the internet, but right. Yeah, but yeah. if they uh, if they were able to obtain you know, prosecutable evidence besides the witness, then they could reopen it. Just to be clear. Also, he's not charged with wrongdoing here. It's just, they don't have the evidence that they started yeah. out. with. Also interesting that it was the night before a game, right? Or it was the night before they traveled to Buffalo. I mean, yeah, it was right before they traveled to Buffalo. He's out there the night before they leave to go to Buffalo, just pulling guns on people. Yeah, Indeed. like what you said. She said, "Go Bills," and that's that's what set him <laughs> off. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was she just wearing those uh, those Zubaz pants, and it just you know triggered him? And he was just like, "Fuck this." I'm she probably said, "Like uh, you know, Tyler Huntley almost beat you fucking guys last week. You should be embarrassed." She yeah, I mean, said, "Hey, I've seen that video of you knocking that girl out," and he said, "You know what? Don't bring that up. That that yeah. really could be it." I mean, somebody said, hey, I see you average like 2.7 yards of carry in the playoffs and you're getting paid a ton of money like you're going to get cut. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I could have seen that, too. That was the funny thing is before that happened, people were talking about Joe Mixon being on, you know, the chopping block for the Bengals. And now all of a sudden Bengals fans are all rallying behind him and they're like, oh, he was falsely accused. There, oh, and right. Well, and there's no chance he's on that team next year, by the way, either. No, not on his current contract. So, I mean, you know, there is a chance that he comes back or restructures or whatever but uh yeah. Bengals fans love to forget the fact that they wanted their head coach fired two years ago they wanted Lou Anarumo fired two years ago yeah uh they wanted it to clean house mm-hmm. and now they're just like oh they pretend like that era never happened if you go to any, any Bengals fans twitter and you just search Lou or Anarumo or Zach I mean you go back down to their, their takes from like two years ago they all wanted everybody fired how about um, you know their third string defensive back Zim? Uh, is he is he uh, you know, one of them? Uh, I got blocked by Zim now, so I'm not. I, I can't even say anything. By I'm out of the loop now. Yeah, you know, I, got, I did. I was I got, doing some investigating of Zim, just seeing if I could find anything that he's like he's fucked up on. He's really careful. Oh he's yeah, good. he's good. I mean, he's really you don't good. get to live I mean, on. You don't get to live on seven acres by making mistakes. I am. Yeah. I'm impressed, though. Really, like, <laughs> Seven I can't find a damn thing. Yeah, you he, don't live he, in. You don't live in houses that size when you make mistakes. So, I, yeah. I was impressed. So I, I don't know. I think this guy kind of knows what he's doing. He's a grifter. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's not going to get caught up. Yeah. No. I mean, no he's making he's making nine figures a year off Twitter Spaces. So, you know, 
We're just I'm on the field, bro. What's that? Called? I'm on the field. I'm on the sidelines. Yeah, I was just like, you're playing video games. <laughs> uh, just watching him like interact with people is. I don't know who you are. Well, you're you're tweeting them, so clearly, clearly you care. Like, there's just so many things about that. He he perfectly embodies what's wrong with Bengals fans. So if oh, I had yeah. no oh, idea yeah. that that existed until two years ago, and then all of a sudden he's like the loudest motherfucker on the internet. I asked him if he's ever used his platform for any charitable causes because, as we know, Ramey certainly has, and then that's what got me blocked. So oh. I think the answer is no. So he's not willing to shave his head for charity. Interesting. He's, he's a- anti-charity. Interesting. That I mean, that that adds up. You know, again, like you don't you don't live in a ten thousand square foot house if you're giving your money away. So true. True. You know, it it, it tracks. It definitely tracks. I can I, you know Zim anti-charity. Yep. I can I can definitely see that. This is not clickbait either. This is this is real. Like we're we're having a real uh, investigation of Zim here. <laughs> Did either of you watch us or any of you watch a single second of the Pro Bowl? No. Um, I watched this. Yeah, I watched a couple seconds of it. I saw, no, I saw a few clips. I saw a few clips. That's about I it. I watched. I watched the Tyler Huntley performance in the throwing thing because I was totally. I was expecting much worse than actually happened. I was expecting. I was expecting a zero, and I was just like, "This is going to be the greatest minute and a half of television that I watched in my entire life." And I was severely disappointed. Um, well, and then yeah, I saw. Think about it. He was the exact opposite of Lamar when Lamar did his skills competition, his MVP year, like. Lamar obviously balled on the field, high completion percentage, led the league in touchdowns and everything. And people rain on this parade because he didn't throw the ball well in the fucking t-shirt. Bullseye. Yeah, he didn't like hit a clown's <laughs> nose with a football. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, well, yeah. Tyler Huntley. De- meanwhile, Tyler Huntley decides to to fucking play how he played for the duration of this season, and then he plays very well in shorts and a t-shirt. So it goes to show you. What you see in shorts and the t-shirt is nothing. Well, Mirage. I mean, okay, you could take every single guy who has a, a contract in the NFL to play quarterback, whether it's backup, third string, practice squad, any one of them can go do that skills competition and do well. They're fucking professional quarterbacks. That's what they're paid to do. Throw footballs at things that are far away accurately. I mean, I'm sure and I'm sure they're all good at that. When it's not the reason they're not like starters or successful in the league is because once you get on the field and there's, you know, a defensive coordinator sending, you know, barbarians after you, it's a lot different than when you're throwing at a fucking uh, in, your, inflatable your targets are tube. Covered. Yeah. yeah, your targets are covered instead of being inflatable tubes, like you said. Right. So. Yeah. But like the physical aspect of it, any quarterback can do. So just like people who are like, oh, look, look at look at Tyler Huntley balling out there. Every fucking quarterback in the history of the NFL can do that. That's what they do. They throw the ball. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, remember they used to do the old school, um, the, the quarterbacks would line up and just see who could throw it first. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Jamarcus Russell would dominate that competition every year. Right. He was a fucking horrendous quarterback. So, Well, it's just you like, know, uh, you know, when in the summertime, sometimes if you turn on like Nesson up in Boston, I don't know where you live, Dave, but around here it's Masson. You turn it on like at like 4 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon and there's no like live sports on, they'll have that um, traveling like softball league where they go to major league ballparks and hit the ball like 9,000 feet. Yeah. 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 The slow, the slow pitch league where they use like the, you know, crazy modified bats where they can hit the ball like 900 feet and, you know, crush it out of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, they did that at Fenway a couple years ago. Yeah. And there were guys putting it like it, I've never seen anybody in batting practice or in a game come anywhere close to that alleged Ted Williams seat. I don't know if you know not to get into too far into baseball, but there's a, a red, the red seat. Out the red seat, yeah. And it's like it's way the fuck out there, and it's way the fuck up. So that's like a you know five six hundred foot home run, and there were guys just hitting it out there with ease in this uh, right. softball league. Yeah, so there's probably some long. fat guy you know who who like lays concrete or something you know who can go out there and throw a football a hundred yards. Yeah, it's it's like the long drive competitions they do for golf too. Yeah, same thing. Right. Those guys who drive the ball six hundred yards, but they could never, you know, hit hit under par. Right. They had no no fucking ability to play golf. It's like uh, the professional dunkers in basketball. Yeah. You ever seen yep. those guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think you could get for Tyler Huntley right now if you traded him? I think it's if I'm you guys, I'd trade him right now. I've been saying this for years. I don't think anybody wants him. I think everybody knows he sucks. Oh, I, I think. 
I think he could be the new Teddy Bridgewater. He he, he could. I don't know, but like, I don't know. I honestly don't know what he's worth. Like a third rounder, a fourth rounder, maybe. I don't know. I had fourth round in my head. I had a fourth round pick if, in my if head. Anybody, if anybody offered, I would think above a fifth. I think he's gone. So I yeah. can't imagine anybody's offered above a fifth at this point. Well, and we saw and like, Anthony Brown. We can we can roll with him as a backup. We know yeah, that. Yeah. We've seen a and full just, year yeah, now. Draft someone of, else or undrafted, you know, sign another yeah. undrafted guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would trade him because his value is never going to get higher. I think people like – Ravens fans are a little jaded with him, obviously, because you see him up close. But I think the general perception from like other teams is I really think he could I think people are done with Teddy Bridgewater. I think he could be the new Teddy Bridgewater guy. Fucking if, like that, just, if that gets he'll make that 15 gets, million bucks. If that gets that gap tooth fuck out of town and we get anything back in return, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up. Sign me up. Oh, the uh, other hot conspiracy theory out of the Pro Bowl. Did you see the video of some unnamed player telling Jamar Chase he was great and, like, to uh, stop beating his team so badly? And, and they're saying it was uh, Justin Tucker. Um, so the first comments were saying it was Roquan Smith, which was the wildest statement I've ever seen in my entire life because it was clearly a white guy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the first comment that went under viral under that, it had, like, 2,000 likes when I saw it before the guy, you know, deleted He's like, this is clearly Roquan Smith, and he felt bad about chest bumping him in that game. And I'm like, <laughs> who could forget the chest bump, the infamous yeah. chest bump? But I mean, who could forget that Roquan Smith is actually a white guy with a Texas accent? You know? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was clearly uh, Justin Tucker. But I was just, yeah. I was, I was blown away by the amount of times that I saw it was Roquan Smith. I think somebody else said it was Marlon too, and I'm like, again, like Marlon is is not white. Marlon has a very uh, distinct voice too. That that he too, does. but it, again, again, you could watch that clip on mute, and you can uh, eliminate. Uh, Roquan Smith and Marlon Humphrey as suspects of that. So <laughs> it was just. Uh, I, that I don't even segues nice into our clickbait segment here, though. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. So, Dave, have you seen any of the uh, the Jeremy Fowler reporting about the Lamar contract and the fact that he's apparently a hundred million dollars away from the Ravens and that whole nonsense that took off over the weekend? What? What? Yeah, it's Let's insane. Be accurate. Could be. Could, no, no, not not, not could be. Not could be. Could possibly be. Could possibly, could possibly be. be. That's according, the, the, the least committed uh, way of saying it. According yeah, to an anonymous anonymous AFC executive, too. That was my favorite part. So you have a Steelers writer writing that an anonymous AFC executive said that they were far apart on a contract, and then he follows it up with his own thoughts underneath and saying that they could be up to $100 million away from one another. Which is literally just repurposing the Chris Mortensen report from earlier in the year that's been verified 800 times. So, like, we're yeah. not going to rehash that history. And people are getting, like, legitimately mad when you point out that this is the stupidest fucking thing to fall for of all time. Yep. Not, not to mention yep. it was reported by a Mossad agent. So, um, on top yep. of that. I mean, how bored do you have to be to fucking put out an article saying they could possibly be this much money apart? Like, but he's a steal- he's a Steelers super- guy. He's a Steelers guy, oh, so that course. makes perfect sense. That he makes all, perfect sense. He was also the, I mean, of course, but he's also he's also the same Steelers writer who wrote, "Do the Steelers need Le'Veon Bell to beat the Ravens back in 2014 in the playoffs?" <laughs> we found out the answer was yes. They absolutely <laughs> badly needed him to yeah, fucking have a chance. Yeah, they could have used him. Beautiful day, by the way. Uh, they could have the definitely thing. used him, but if, fuck him. If I was an NFL GM or owner. I would be using this kind of propaganda war. I feel like they dabble in it lightly, but I would absolutely be using this so much more against my rivals just because if you put one unsubstantiated bullshit report out, literally everybody, like all these dummies with podcasts, all these like 20,000 follower blue check marks, PFF losers, they pick it up and they just say, oh yeah, I've been hearing this as well. And like, it just becomes fact within hours if i was eric tacosta the first thing i would do is i would be in hoodie ramey's dms saying i'll give you a hundred dollars a week and you post the fuck i tell you yeah exactly don't ask questions just fucking post it as an anonymous source and like that shit would run wild ramey could say fucking anything and people would just fall for it a hundred percent so you got Every GM should find a super fan of that caliber that has, you know, 40, 50,000 followers, doesn't have some kind of ties to like a 
you know, a legitimate website, like not a legitimate journalist and just feed them bullshit and see what happens. Yeah. I, I would never get my job done as a GM because I would just be starting fucking internet drama all the time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I would be I would be just, you know, oh my God, this guy's gonna get arrested for fucking beating his wife this week or yeah. You know, oh, oh, this guy, you know, on my rival team isn't showing up to practice and all the all the, you know, coaches and players hate him and just starting all kinds of drama. Oh yeah, just major uh, you know, there's major tension between Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin, you know. Yeah. He stormed out of a meeting. He stormed out of his uh year-end meeting. We would, we, would go, we would completely derail George Pickens' uh career. <laughs> George Pickens would have a fucking mental breakdown within like three weeks of me having a chance. Yeah, all you got to do is just George Pickens can't learn the playbook, you know, and then that just becomes a fact that people will just reference for forever. The the Jets are going to sign DJ Reed to, uh, you know, historic extension because they don't believe Sauce Gardner could be CB1 on their team. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would, if I was a Jet, I would use that to just fucking derail or any play like- that I did like. Kyler or, or uh, Hollywood Brown is retiring to become a Twitch streamer. You know, just yep. things that so just I'm, pop into my head. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine if I had like a legit – I had 300 followers when I did that. Imagine if I had 40,000 followers when I did that. Well, that's what I'm saying. People just pick it up and they just report. The best part about that too is that – so he he caught wind of that because somebody sent it to him. I think it was Raimi sent it to him. Uh, that was back when Raimi used to have me blocked because um, I used to make fun of him. But anyway – I didn't realize he was like a 15 year old kid that I was bullying at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all, we all make mistakes. We, you know, we've, we've grown as human beings, but um, so clearly like somebody has sent that to him and he tweeted a bunch of things that night. Like, you know, fuck this. I'm never going to retire. Like I'm just going to become a troll if I retire. And then he deleted all the tweets. And so then I went out with like a follow-up report of like, you know, he realized that he got caught in a lie and deleted everything. That was <laughs> Oh, that was that was a masterclass by me. I, I have to pat myself on the back every once in a while when that comes up. That was a good one. That was a good era. But I mean, think about it. Like if if I could do that, imagine some of the damage like Raimi or somebody with fifty thousand followers could do doing the same shit. Yep. I mean, I may I may have actually derailed Hollywood Brown publicly requesting a trade at that point. It you played know? a factor. You yeah, can say it definitely played a factor. Yeah, like he may have he may have been planning to publicly come out and say, I don't want to play for the Ravens anymore. They have to trade me. And then he's like, well, this shit's on the Internet. I can't fucking do that anymore. So credit credit to me. I, I swindled the uh, Arizona Cardinals out of a first round pick. Tyler Linderbaum is on the Ravens because 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 I exist. That's, you know, damn right. That's got I think that's got to be my chronic achievement so far. Yep. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, yeah, before we wrap it up, I would. The only thing I'll interject with is very simple. 38, 35 Chiefs. Eagles got a very good roster, but Mahomes is the great equalizer, and they have a healthy offensive line going into this week. So there you go. I got thir- I got 34, 31. So same. 27, same 20. 27, 20. 27, 20. The okay. only thing that gives and me calls for I have 31, 27. Is, so yeah. I have a similar game. Like yeah. The thing that gives me calls for pause of this game is Carl Chevers officiating the game because. I've noticed, obviously, he was the official who did Bucks Chiefs back in 2020, and he's yep. also kind of a bastard. So, yeah, Goodell he said that he did the Chiefs, he did the Chiefs Colts game where Chris Jones got that bogus uh, roughing the passer, not even roughing the passer, taunting, I believe, at the end of the game, which cost us that Colts game. He has a lot. There's a clip of him. I, if you're a Chiefs fan, you've definitely seen it, but he's in Arrowhead. And he's making some call late in the game, and you can hear him when he's making the penalty call. He's like crying, he's like holding on the offense. Like, uh, so it, I can't believe they let refs that have like known. Nope. I'm not even saying he's biased, but like at least have some self awareness and be like, look, there's a huge thing between you and Chief fans. Maybe we should just not have you call the Super Bowl. Roger Goodell came out today and said that the officiating has never been better. So I don't know why he would lie about that. He's clearly a man of integrity and, you know, great, great honesty. So, yeah. Yeah. It yep. just, if the refs fuck this game up, I'm going to be pissed because I'm, you know, I'm just trying to watch the one last football game before I'm stuck with uh, the Rocks XFL. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, that's going to do it for this week's installment. We will be back at a later date to discuss this, that, and the other during the offseason. But meanwhile, oh! 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 Oh!
Yep, exactly. I was just me throwing that in just because, <laughs> hey, the hologram might have glitched, but the Sia has to follow up with my untimely death, like Space Ghost. Zone, zone 32. 32.